Shepherds FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to a conversation with Sheila Holm. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Wednesday, March 22nd in the year 2023. Tonight we have a great interview with Sheila Holm. I had not known Sheila before this interview, and this was done actually last week when my voice was still a bit weak, just so you know, because it sounds less, uh, I sound a little bit muted tonight in the interview, and it's just my voice I was struggling with. But Sheila's hard to describe other than a person who's been called and blessed by the Lord and has done so many things, including writing 18 books So I think you're going to find this very interesting. She's just a wealth of knowledge on a lot of things. So this interview is just almost like a stream of consciousness interview with just so many of the things that she has going on. Really an interesting insight into many things. So I think you'll find this very intriguing. One thing right now with all this craziness going on, make sure that you are doing all you can to keep your home protected. There's a lot of aspects to that. One is your discipline and training. And going to the range and keeping those those skills up can be expensive and it can take a long time. It take time out of your day, out of a packed schedule. One of the reasons I'm so excited about iTarget Pro is because it is a device that you can use literally in your living room. You can safely train gun handling with your family, with your friends, with your wife, however, your kids, in the comfort of your home without having to go out to the range. And you can train all the principles of gun safety plus train on how to shoot accurately with these laser bullets that they have in there. This whole device was created by somebody who saw a need, did the market research, was an app developer, and put together what he can what he has provided is the highest quality $4 device for doing this sort of training. So check out iTarget Pro. If there was ever a story that best encapsulated how bad crime has become, it's the one about Starbucks providing baristas with active shooter training because our cities aren't safe anymore. And while the Supreme Court has made it easier for you to conceal carry for protection, it's your responsibility to be properly trained. That's why I endorse iTarget Pro. This system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and you will save a ton on practice ammo. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm and start your training experience. Improve muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers including .223 so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. 
Save 10% plus free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to itargetpro.com right now. This is the smartest investment in your ability to safely and effectively handle your firearm. Plus, it will pay for itself in one day. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. Offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you want to have. I Target Pro, check it out, Patriots. It's a good device to have. We've got a pretty crazy world right now. Things are unraveling at unprecedented rates. Today, two members of the Israeli Israeli Knesset put forth a measure to ban the discussion of Jesus in the state of Israel. This is the type of world that we're in, and this is how God is revealing the truth of what is truly behind everything. California also has a bill up to ban the discussion of the Bible. The Luciferians run this world. They run Israel. They run this country. And so as things are moving forward here, there's going to be a continual shredding of the idols and the security which we all have become accustomed to. I've been saying here frequently, and I'm going to reiterate it in a lot of shows, that we really need to be standing in that place where the captain of the Lord of Hosts army stood, which when asked by Joshua, are you for us or against us? He answered no, and like I have said before, or in some translations, neither. And then told Joshua, you're standing on holy ground. Take off your sandals. And Joshua got on his knees before him. Patriots, we have to take that position right now and really staying in kingdom place. And it's a place otherwise there's going to be a lot of division that's going to be happening. And I will tell you this Israel thing, as it begins to unravel, is going to divide the church. And it's going to be ugly. What's coming is the third temple. Whatever your belief is on that, if you're one that wants to believe in the end of the world, fine, believe that. I'm not buying it because I see that they're using Revelation as a script to try to disempower most of the Christians in the world. Because once people step into the Revelation thing, I hear it all the time, I can't wait till Jesus takes me home or Jesus comes back. We have an operational fight on the ground. We are soldiers under the banner of Christ right now fighting. And we have to stay vigilant in this fight. But one of the hand tricks I can almost guarantee you they're going to try to do is when they commence that third temple, and by the way, they have already acquired their seven heifers, their seven red heifers. They got them in Texas, and they have them. So the the clock is ticking. They will do animal sacrifice at a level we have never imagined, and they it will be blood running down the steps, and the first people are going to jump in the middle of that are going to be your animal rights activists that are going to get everybody up in arms. And that's where the division and hatred towards Jews is going to begin. It is intended to do that and divide permanently. And so we have to remain vigilant in this fight, stay tight with our our prayer and, and, and faith in Father God, and use discernment throughout this. But if we are going to stand in the middle of this political nonsense, and that's Lucifer's pendulum, there's going to be a lot of pain and a lot of people are going to get slayed. So right now is an important time 
to really dig in to prayer and focus on ourselves and our security and strength in the Holy Spirit. And it's getting thinking that somehow, in any way, and when you do the inventory of your life, thinking that somehow the devil has more power than the Holy Spirit in anything is tomfoolery. We need to be in a place of fearlessness, absolute fearlessness. Fear not, 365 times in the Bible. And it's there for a reason. Because in this time, there will be massive tests to our faith. And as long as we're standing on that space of holy ground where we've proclaimed it, and stay out of the way of Lucifer's pendulum, we're going to be just fine. But this is where the real test is now to the depth of faith that we have and the willingness that people have in trusting in God rather than being fearful of the many things which are going to be thrown at us. And fear is a killer. It is, it is a stealth killer. It'll get into your head and it will start to make you believe things that just aren't true. The devil has no power unless you give it to him. So tonight we're going to have a great story about somebody who has walks by faith. God leads her all over this world. She is. She has an amazing story of all the things she's done, where she's gone, and how God provides her on the, for everything along the way. So before we go get into this, just one last thing. Again, take good care of your home security. It's important. It's part of being vigilant right now, and it's part of making sure that your family will be safe. You know how passionate I am about our Constitution and especially the Second Amendment, but just as passionate about being responsible and protecting my family. I discovered the perfect way to train with your firearm in the comfort of your own home and continue to improve your skills. It's called iTarget Pro, and this system is a game changer for me. All I did was download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into my firearm, and start training. The system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. Right now, save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to itargetpro.com. With the cost of ammo through the roof, this is the perfect solution for you. That's the letter itargetpro.com, itargetpro.com. The offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you definitely need. All right, Patriots, let me introduce you to Sheila Holm. Well, Patriots, I'm really honored today to have Sheila Holm with us. Uh, she is, has an amazing wealth of writing that she's done and all led by God. She has a very involved story and has basically been all around the globe to kind of get to the core of the message of restoring America. So, Sheila, welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, I'm so honored to be with you. So honored to be with you. So why don't you begin with kind of give us a, a framing of where who you are and what you're doing. Well, um, I'm surrendered fully to the Father, and I've been traveling with him on his dime for more than 30 years. Had a corporation in San Diego, and the judges and attorneys were behind the scenes on uh, the illegal actions against me and my corporation, even before they filed a case against me. And after the whole case was at Kangaroo Court, I worked with the um, agents uh, of the letter F <laughs> agency, and uh, those agents decided that they should change my ID every few months. And I was dealing with all of that every few months, not able to reestablish myself every few months, and then having identity theft against every new number that was issued. 
So father was already putting me on a training ground to find out what was happening in America by infiltrating younger generations in America. And then I ended up battling for 12 years in the courts at first with the agents to get three of the superior court judges, including the presiding, sentenced on federal RICO charges. And then the top trial attorney awarded by the county of San Diego the year before was also um, sent to prison on federal RICO charges. And then the DA, the deputy DA in the economic fraud area uh, of the DA's office in San Diego, it took me <laughs> another five years after the seven years with the judges to get him arrested in his office and sentenced on felony fraud. And so that was my life for those years. I thought I was really tight with the father. I thought that everything was really great. And then um, I found out that without him, without having faith in him, you cannot get through the kinds of things like what we're going through right now. So he started by sending me to Georgia and I thought it was a sentence. And he said, no, Sheila, you asked for this. And I said, God, we've never talked about Georgia. I mean, this really isn't funny. It's the armpit of Georgia. And he said, no, Sheila, it's not the armpit of Georgia. It's the heart of Georgia. I said, Macon, Georgia is not called the heart of Georgia by anyone. He said, I will give you three examples within seven days. And he did. And that's in my first For the Sake of America book. And I even had pastors challenging me that none of this could be true. And they're part of that. And that's in that book. God sent me to a mural um, on Facebook to look at where this pastor had taken his children. And a year later, I found out where that mural was. But the mural said, make in the heart of Georgia. And his children were pointing up at it, taking a picture at it, all within the seven days of God saying, I'll give you three examples. It just, it touches my heart because... I thought that I was close with him, but having total faith in him, totally surrendered to him, having no way to have any money in the world, no way to have any work in the world uh, with what the judges uh, and the attorneys did to me and then what the agents did to me, there were years of just no opportunity to do anything except, do you need me today, Father? Is there anyone I can bless? And in taking that together, he was doing airline tickets. He was providing vehicles for me. He, was, he did absolutely everything. And without having a phone or credit or debit card, he ended up having people find how to come to my house or to meet me when someone took me to a grocery store to get some groceries. Or, I mean, it's just, it's been miraculous what he has done. And that journey continues. He's given me two cars since then. And, uh, and those are miraculous stories. I mean, absolutely everything that he has done with me in these years is miracle upon miracle that prove who he is for me. And it's hard for people to understand how miraculous he is with me. But the surprise is, this is what he wants to do with all of us. If we would be filled with faith and surrender to him, function in his storehouse one to another so that none shall leave us our, in our gatherings in fellowship, in lack, then we can operate in Father's currency because it never was going to matter what the world currency did, which is where we are right now. Because if you're doing those three things, you're with him solely and completely. And he has never left me by the side of the road. He gave me a car in 2000 within three days. It converted a Saudi Arabian Muslim who was the fleet manager. Um, it all came into my hands without me doing anything. And um, that car is now 23 years old. And that car has never left me on the side of the road. I've never even had a flat tire in that car. 
to look at my life and see the things that have happened. And it, it has prepared me in walking with him to be targeted with a bioweapon in 2021, not knowing that there was even a bioweapon that existed, to not choose the hospital because I wouldn't go. They said, Sheila, come on, let, let them pamper you a little bit. You, you, you've been working so hard. And, um, and the man who called and told me that was dead within a month. All five speakers were dead within a month. And, um, and I was in bed mainly for five months, but God brought me through every single layer. And now I can prove every single layer because I'm the one that survived. And so it's miraculous what he does with me and it causes me to stand in awe, but it's not about for me. It's about if I walk and I am an ambassador for Christ, then they're going to want to know who is this God that you serve? Because that's not my experience of daily life. And that's the way it was in ancient times. Tell me who it is, this God that you say that does all these things for you, this God that provides for you and supplies for you. And that's who our father is. So, so I'm sorry, it's kind of a, a long introduction of, of me, but it's not typical. When I talk to people, they say, well, that, that's nice for you. But, you know, and then other people say, well, I just want to live like Sheila lives. I just want those things to happen for me. But the relationship with father is what's so important. And everything that's happened in this world, including the structure of the European church that came out of Constantine merging with the paganism, has groomed our children to enjoy decorating eggs for Ishtar. I mean, it's just everything matches with their feasts and festivals. And so part of the journey has been, will you do whatever it takes to tell my people the truth. And I'm fully surrendered and committed to that. And it's not been a pretty picture. It looks pretty to people because so many wonderful things happen for me, but it's not a pretty picture. They're not, they're not there when you're attacked. They're not there when you're targeted. They're not there when you're threatened. Um, but it really doesn't matter because what can mere mortals do to us? And that's what's been so powerful about following you for so long, seeing you. I mean, you used to have, I don't know how many YouTube channels you had, and I tried to watch all of them each day, but you also did the ones for the men too. And, and I followed some of those too. It just has been so powerful because of the stand that you have, and you have a military understanding I don't have. You have a, an, like an intelligence level military understanding that I, that I did not have. And it's been so powerful to hear your testimonies and, and what he has done with you in these latter days and what he has asked of you and how you have been obedient and submitted. It's just been so powerful to hear your testimonies. And, um, and I just really want to thank you. This is just such an honor to be with you. Well, thank you very much. It's nice to have you here. So let's talk a little bit about your books. What was the first of your series in your books? The book series is For the Sake of America. There's okay. five already out and there's two more. There are two more in process. And um, the subtitle on the first one, the first line is America is in trouble. When God revealed that to me and, and I was trying to leave, I'd been in Georgia most of three years from 2013 to 2016. And I said, God, I just, I just really need a break. <laughs> I mean, I've written all these books. I already had, 
11, 12 books out at that time. I said, you know, I, I'm getting the word out, but I don't know that they're getting it. Is there somewhere else where I can go where, where it's going to be easier for people to get it? And um, God said, yeah, I want you to go to South Georgia for Bible study. So I went to South Georgia for a meeting and the chairs were so hard, but I always sit way up front because I don't want to hear a conversation. I just want to soak in whatever the person's revealing. And I'm sitting in the front row and all of a sudden the woman says, well, today we're going to talk about Noah. And there's something that people don't understand about Noah. And I'm like, oh, God, I know that story. And he says, no, you don't know this part. And I said, OK. So she said, Noah was a pastor for more than 100 years. And can you imagine saying the truth to people for more than 100 years of exactly what was going to happen and what Father was revealing? And he did that for more than 100 years. So really, he was the only pastor in the entire region. And not one person believed him and got on the ark. Even his own family didn't get on the ark until the week of departure. And... I'm sitting there and I've been complaining the entire week about being in Georgia for three years and nobody's listening. <laughs> and I felt so crazy and I'm sinking into this hard chair. And it was that year that someone tapped me on the shoulder who did not know me at a church service and said, God wants you to write the book about Georgia because people need to understand about Georgia. And I turned around to this woman and I said, I've written 11 books. There's no way I'm writing another book. Nobody, nobody wants it. I'm giving the information. You guys do what you want with it. And I, and I just stopped and God convicted my heart within moments after she tapped my hand on the shoulder. And he said, she's telling you because I want her to tell you. And so I turned around and I repented to her and to God. And I said, I'm sorry. I said, God does want me to write that book. And she said, well, great, because people need the information, you know, and this woman didn't know me and uh, they need to chew on it and, and uh, reread it and, and really let it soak in because we have a lot we have to learn and he's given it to you to give to us. I said, OK, so the first book came out that year in 2016. And in God's sense of humor, all five books in the series on all five years in a row came out exactly on Yom Kippur, the day of repentance. It didn't matter if the title had to be adjusted or the subtitle had to be corrected or editing had to use another five or seven or 10 days to get something done for me. I, it just, it didn't matter. Every single book in that book series for the sake of America came out on Yom Kippur in 26, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. And so Let's walk through some of those because I think there there's a lot of important concepts. These are available, first of all, on Amazon. Is that where they are? Mm-hmm. And they're hisbest.org. Um, we don't charge shipping or taxes or anything because we want to get the information out for education to let the people know what the Father has revealed. Because the architect of Georgia in America and Georgia in Russia, there is no Ukraine. That's why it has no borders. It is Georgia and Kazaria ancient Kazaria. And um, the reason being that architect was King George, and this is going to be in book six, but King George was also poisoned um, January 29 of 1820. Je President Jefferson, President Adams were poisoned on the 50th anniversary, July 4 of 1826. Monroe, who wrote the Don Monroe Doctrine and said that he was, um, he was, revealing to the people that we cannot allow this European infiltration to overtake our nation. Uh, we had set this up as liberty and freedom, and they're wanting to bring 
what happened in Europe here. And so that's just the best I can do is giving a brief summary of the Monroe Doctrine. And they poisoned him five years later on the 55th anniversary of America on July 4 of 1831. And so when God revealed all of that to me, then I was on an interview with LT and we know, and I was talking to him about that and finding the soldier monument. This is also going to be in book six, because all of these books have led up to exactly where we are now and how to communicate and understand with each other how these current events are happening, because they're absolutely repeats in history. But we didn't know because there's three and four generations back when they did it the last time. And so um, what's happening uh, is that I got directed me in August to see the soldier monument in Gettysburg. And I've been talking about that on the reawaken tour. And that soldier monument is identical to the faith monument in, uh, in Plymouth Rock up in Massachusetts. And it's exactly the same design, exactly the same structure, but there are no Bibles, no Ten Commandments, and everybody is wanton and looks desperate, and they don't have any direction for the future. The Soldier Monument starts with history instead of morality and comes around to the Civil War soldier with his own gun, his cannonballs by his feet, got to protect his own land. That's exactly where we are now. The Faith Monument starts with morality with the parents educating the children, with the law being based on equal mercy and justice, because if you don't have mercy, you don't have justice. If you don't have justice, you don't have mercy. And it was to gather your peers together and resolve the matter. It wasn't to wait 18 months for a trial, do seven different depositions and say what you have to say in order to convince people instead of just what is the truth? Let's resolve this matter between ourselves. And then you come around to the man of liberty who's diligently looking out that no steps shall be taken by tyranny against us because we've left tyranny behind he, on the side he has his foot on the man with wearing the crown and he's seated on top of the lion that he has already conquered and skinned he's sitting and you can see the head of the lion to the side of him and the paw is limp completely skinned coming up over his right shoulder and he's got an eyeglass like what they would use on ships and uh, he's looking out into the future to make sure that tyranny does not return to this nation. And so you start with morality and law and education so that children will not depart from it when they age. And then you end up in liberty and freedom. And that's what had not happened by the Civil War. And we've been in a major decline since then, but to find that monument that they dedicated to Abraham Lincoln because they knew what he was doing and what he was trying. And in 1860 is when they started the Q clearances and started having people figuring out who is trying to kill us. Why are they trying to kill us? And, um, and that's what led to the Georgia Guidestones that are in almost every book. And it's real heavy. It's in the first and second book in the series. But by the third book, God had me go into who did it, how they did it, how they arranged it, what is based upon. Um, I, I left Georgia and went to a private location on a completely different internet server to do it because uh, it was that deep. And uh, so the Georgia Guidestones are real heavy in book three. And by revealing all of these things, their whole plan is that they want us dead, believers. 
And it goes back to the date they put the Georgia Guidestones up on 322 of 1980. And what does 322 mean? Well, it's in the skull and bones, it's in the Masonic orders, but those are the entry orders. The top orders are the orders of knighthood. And then the very top one of that is the Knights of Pythias. And that's heavy in books four and five. And um, the man who put together and paid for, who was a Rothschild, um, who goes in the world by the name of Ted Turner, um, that was heavily involved and it was part of the eugenics society that is part of directed uh, self evolution, human evolution. And that's what James O'Keefe was working on and was over with Pfizer because that's what they're on is directed self human evolution. And that's from an, all of this goes back to ancient times. They have never changed their plan. They have never changed what they're doing against us. And believers never understood what 322 meant, but it's Genesis 322. And in that, Father says, now that they know good from evil, lest they reach out and eat of the tree of life and live forever, there's a long pause and a say law that Adam left the garden. So Lucifer, the whole satanic structure, people are trying to define the difference between Lucifer and Satan. It really doesn't matter. The king leaders and everybody that are part of this whole thing against us um, have all felt that they're hearing from Lucifer. But the temples are satanic temples. And so Lucifer, Satan, Baphomet, the cockatrice, they've seen them in visions and dreams. They call them all the same thing, all the gods and goddesses. There's only two kingdoms in this world. So we're either with the Lord Almighty overall, or we're operating on the opposite. Is what Lucifer has said from the garden to all of the people who will follow is that what you need to know is those people who believe that way are the ones who are cursed on the land and don't deserve to live. So that's the evil that we're battling against. That's at the highest orders of these secret societies. That's why President Kennedy, who's the only other president that I'm aware of other than Trump, who didn't accept any money from the corporation in order to do what's, what they need to do, he said that anything secret is repugnant. They're coming in. It's an infiltration instead of an invasion. You're not seeing it because they've infiltrated everything. When people talk about the evil, the evil is absolutely everywhere, which is why there has to be information and disinformation. Everybody wants us to say exactly what we're doing and exactly where we're going and exactly who we're involved with. That's why even during the Revolutionary War, when they met in the pubs and the churches to have their private conversations, even in that, sometimes there were traitors in the midst. And that's why Ulysses S. Grant said, yes, we have two parties, but the two parties are traitors and patriots. And I had no idea that absolutely everything I would be writing in Nation Restoration and in the book series would be leading to current events and bring us to the point to understand we're, we're, we have not been in a Democrat-Republic conversation in many decades. It's never been about that because both sides are part of the secret societies. Supreme Court's in the secret societies. The, the secret societies are controlling so many things, and it's way above the Masonic structure that people get so scared of. But the oaths, the commitments, the surrendering to those gods and goddesses and entities of other worlds 
that they take oaths to, they don't understand that that departs them from the Father. So this walk has been real heavy, and that's why I thought the five books were enough. <laughs> but now there is absolutely information completely separate for book six and for book seven. And so both of those are, I'm working on both of them. And as Father gives me the information, he tells me where he wants me to put it in each book. Um, and it's just been powerful. The only way I found out about Ted Turner, God said, I want to go on a road trip with you. And I said, well, I got to tell the people the truth about what's happening. And he goes, okay, so what we're going to do. And then we did the same thing about the Bush family to tell me that they aren't really the Bush family. And he said, let's go on a road trip. And that one was Idaho. At least this one with Ted Turner was Georgia. And he said, I want you to go between Atlanta and Columbus and make a point on the map. So I did. And he said, now what you need to do, because I grew up on a farm in Nebraska, he said it was all about, he had me guessing, you know, what did you do when you had your horse? I said, well, I had to feed him. And he said, okay, you need feed supply. And uh, what did you do with your dad? And my dad taught me a lot of mechanical things. And I said, we were always going to a hardware store. And he goes, okay, hardware. And so it was a hardware. And then we grew up on a farm and you need supplies. So it was a hardware, farm supply and feed store. And it was the only one between Atlanta and Columbus, Georgia. So that's how he takes me on road trips, because we have no way to research these things, because the people who have won the Nobel Prizes, the Pulitzer Prizes, et cetera, they're all in the elite. And the history books and everything were rewritten so that we would not believe the truth speakers. For example, the day that John F. Kennedy was killed, 11 to 2 of 63, C.S. Lewis who wrote about some of these things, killed on the same day. Aldous Huxley wrote Brave New World and other books to tell us about all of this on the same day, 11 of 6-3. 6 being a 9, 11 being 33. They always work in their numbers and they do them as 3. And so there's so much that they have known in how they operate that we have not known that we didn't even, my father often told me, he said, Sheila, you know, you're in a battle, but you don't, you don't know who you're in a battle with. And I, and I said, well, help me because he, he was in world war II as an army medic over in the Orient. And he started out in New Guinea. And um, he said, well, he said, I was trained and you're not trained. And I knew who the enemy was and you have no idea to even know who the enemy is. And that really threw me for a loop. And then he gave me another recommendation when I was wanting to involve other people. Um, you guys seem to be interested in what I'm saying. So why don't we come along? And, and dad said, you're trusting them before you really know them. And all I can tell you is they'll look like they're going to jump in the foxhole with you. And they may even do it. But you are not going to know if they've got your back until the shooting starts. And that's what we're noticing right now. People are saying, well, I thought I could trust that person. And oh, I can't trust that person. And, and so it's hard to just take one book and tell you about his, he gave me the names of all the people, Albert Pike and how he did all these things. Albert Pike started the Masonic Order. All this is in the first book. He's the one that brought the satanic cult uh, from the fifth century into America and established it across this nation from sea to shining sea. He's the one that set up the structure of the Scottish Rite Temple. He's the one that started the KKK, and he was the grandmaster of it for the 12 years from the day he started it until the day he died. Um, in the same year, 1864, Justice Rathbone established the Knights of Pythias. 
Now you're coming into the fourth book and then stronger as to who was in it, J. Edgar Hoover. All of these different people, Robert, uh, Bob Jones, who did the Bob Jones University, supposed to be a Christian university in South Carolina. There's South Carolina teams that are called the Paladins. The order of the Paladins is the Wiccan order of knighthood. And so people didn't know the meanings of these things. They didn't know how this was all coming about. And Albert Pike brought the New World Order in 1871, same time they did the corporation, into Charleston, South Carolina. All of this is in the first book. God went that heavy right away. And so by the time I got to the fourth book, when he said, now I want you to go back and I want you to, to bring some of book one into book four. And I said, well, God, if people are paying for book four and they already paid for book one, I shouldn't be charging them again to give them the same information. And he said, okay, let's just do it for you. And that's when he took me back. And I had forgotten that Albert Pike brought the satanic cult from the fifth century into America. Um, and his history in the Civil War is horrific, and all of this is in book one. Um, so what he did, how he did it, how they were connected, he and Justice Rathbone that did the top order, um, the Knights of Pythias, which is above all the knighthood. By the time you get to Knights of Pythias, you're totally sold out to the other kingdom. You're totally involved for them. And significant number of Congress, Senate, Supreme Court justices, federal judges, uh, entertainers, um, presidents of universities like Bob Jones, they're all members of the Knights of Pythias, but you don't get to know they are unless they go on the memorial page on their website because it's all secret of who's involved, how they're doing it, what they're doing. So Justice Rathbone was 17 miles from Albert Pike in Boston. And both of these men started these organizations in 1864. And Justice Rathbone, received the funding for Knights of Pythias through an act of Congress. It was an act of Congress in 1864 that established it. And it was Knights of Pythias members who, was, who were involved in the assassination of Lincoln. And all of that information is in book five of the series. So by the time you get to book five, it's all about J. Edgar Hoover and, and the Scherf family, the Sabush family. It's a little bit in book four for the Scherf family, that they were never Bushes. That was an SS name in Germany. And God sent me on a journey to Idaho. We went on a road trip to Idaho, and it was just hilarious. I said, well, I hope we're not driving. And he said, no, we're going we're gonna to do the research together. And so he told me to go to the Idaho Observer, go back to 2007, then go back to April. And when I got there, I just started to cry. There's an investigative reporter that did a whole series of articles and all the truth is there, the pictures are there from Otto Skrzeny, who was the right-hand man to Hitler. And he had the connections of all of these people. He has their genealogy, has absolutely everything, and how all of this happened, and how Kenny Bunkport was an infiltration center, uh, not a family compound. And uh, that's why Charleston uh, became the New World Order location, because they've been able to infiltrate in there, because... There's a breaker area off of the coast of South Carolina that hides the people that you're infiltrating into America in that area. And um, they're on the highest hill. People have observed people coming in in droves, uh, being trained there, uh, trained English in a more uh, general fashion, and then taken out of there in buses. 
Um, and this has been going on for many, many decades. And so the people locally knew there was something going on, but they didn't know what was going on until I went and met with people and did the research that father wanted me to do. And so it's all tied together. It all dovetails together. They all knew each other. And our Congress, by enacting Knights of Pythias, by an act of Congress, is also funding them. And they are over the Red Cross and American Cancer Society. So there's so many dovetails. There's so many connections in these people that we just, we never had any idea. We never had any idea what it was behind all of this. And that's why I said, I don't think I can go any deeper. I think six and seven would be a little too much. Five, five went deep enough. But, um, but Father has revealed some really um, beautiful information to put in six and seven, too. It's not all of the evil plans against us. It's what he is revealing in the people who stood for the truth of this and kept us retained until this day when we could communicate in a much greater way and a much um, is much easier for us to communicate. It's much easier for us to get information out. And they couldn't do that at the time of the Civil War. So when they realize that all they're doing is killing believers and they're doing it in droves, the men just stopped and went home. And that's why the monument is so devastating to look at. It has no words except Gettysburg, July 1, 2, 3, 1863. That was it. And then the back is dedicated to Abraham Lincoln and they knew why. They knew that he always spoke from the Bible. He was a major believer. He knew what they were up against. And he knew that many had sacrificed on that land and it, it ended. So it's been quite a journey. Um, and the books describe all of this in layers as he gave it to me. Um, and there are people who read one a day <laughs> um, instead of setting them down because it has a path to the journey in each of the books. Um, and Father has adjusted it to be that way. And none of this was planned. But now I see what he really wanted the people to know. And I'm just, I'm, I'm honored to be a spokesperson for him and to get this word out so we know we're, we're finding out who the enemy is and how we can counter what they've been doing. When you talk about these people coming off the coast, where are they coming from? All the other nations. The Kazarians are um, in all the nations. They took over all the nations through identity theft, just like they are trying to do with us and have been trying to do with us. It's been tens of millions of people. All of those graphs and documents are in my nation restoration book because I lived this. I have 25 pages of ID documents that the agents put me on and, um, and so I experienced all of this and I witnessed all of this and I helped write the law in 1998 and I submitted the law, the talking points memo for the 2004 second identity, identity theft law. And that's when I found out from the agents that I was writing laws for illegals. They knew it was illegals that were doing this. And they said they didn't have a law for illegals because if you use my social security number or I use your social security number, then we go to jail. There's no question. And we can be identified because of our social security number that was never supposed to be used for identification purposes. But the joke is it's been allowed and that's why their test ground was through death certificates. 
because nobody's going to get mad at you if you spend a hundred thousand of their money or two hundred thousand in credit and buy houses and everything on a dead person's social security number nobody's going to rise up from the grave and get mad at you and sue you and etc so that was their practice ground and that's why there's so many dead people voting is because now those people are infiltrated into our nation as though they're supposed to be here because they got utility bills and they're living here and a utility bill gets you the opportunity to have a credit bureau report and opportunity to register to vote. And remember when, I think it was in 2018 when they had us, I thought this was all gonna be corrected. I was so excited. They had us go and uh, it's not so much for men because their name doesn't change, but if a woman gets married, we had to bring a marriage certificate. We had to, everybody had to bring a birth certificate. Then you had to bring the marriage certificate. Then you had to bring a divorce certificate. Then you had to bring another uh, court certification if you went back to your maiden name. And all these documents had to be certified. So it cost a, a good amount of money, took a long period of time. And the joke uh, in California was that there was supposed to be a special watermark on your driver's license ID if you were a legal citizen and provided all the documentation. But the driver's licenses were never different. So they issued everybody that uh, that came in for a driver's license, the same driver's license. So all the effort that we put into it, and I don't know what it is with the other states. And when I took that issue up with the Secretary of Transportation in California, all I got back was an answer that the director was terminated from his position. They refused to tell me, but I found out that he got transferred over to the Secretary of Transportation's division. So he got terminated as the DMV director, but he's still in this in the transportation department in California. So they don't lose anything when they lose their job. And all that money that was spent, the citizens generally in California may still not even know that that's why everybody still gets to vote is because they think they're giving a valid ID. And that's why having another number as a citizen isn't gonna isn't gonna help us. Um, because that's what they do. They infiltrated and used identity theft and became the rulers of the nations. Explain the identity way. theft, because when we think of identity theft, we're talking about digital hacking. Explain identity theft the way you're talking about it. Okay, identity theft is created out of your credit bureau report because in the consumer credit bureau system, and I went all the way to national and I said, you know what, if you guys would quit merging everything on my social security number to my record and not letting me go back because they won't let us go back and find the names and addresses of all the people they merged in using my social security number. And what happens is when they prepared the social security benefit statement, and it's a joke because there are no funds in social security, it was just another tax for us and for our employers. When they merge that together every 18 months in an odd or even year based on your birth year, when that happens, everything with your social security number ends up on your record in the, social, in the credit bureau system. So that's why people say, my gosh, they've been using my record for 18, 20, 24 months and I didn't even know. And it's because it wasn't part of your record until your record is merged to create the social security benefit statement. It was also done to make sure that you weren't reporting that you were earning 200,000 a year uh, to the credit bureau and you were only reporting 20,000 a year to IRS. 
So it was like a triple check of those three, Social Security and paying in to Social Security, to IRS, making sure you pay in what you should be paying in and that those records match uh, the credit bureau system. So to call it a consumer system, and that's what the credit bureau told me, they said, we can't do anything about them. And I said, why? And they said, because we're here for consumers. So whatever they report to us is what we what we accept. And I said, so then there's no accountability. There's no responsibility. And these crimes are in the system. And so I went back to the agents and they said, well, there's nothing else you can do because the way the laws are written, you are just a witness to a crime. And I said, but it's done in the bowels, the belly of the credit bureau system. I don't witness anything. I'm the victim. And they said, no, the victims are the banks, the lenders, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's identical to what they've done with J6. J6 people are not a victim. The victims are listed as the residents of Washington, D.C., who didn't, they were at work or they were at home or they weren't involved. <laughs> but um, the people paying the price, the citizens, are not considered the victims. So you end up with no rights, no way to resolve. And... Um, and it destroys everything. Within 30 days of that happening, uh, you're expected to be handling all those bills. And the main reason I did the second identity theft law is that I wanted to be sure that within 30 days, when you get it removed from your credit bureau report, it cannot return to your credit bureau report. I wanted us to have that in there because we don't really have any victim rights and we can't fight for anything and we can't resolve anything and we can't have any restitution. And like the attorneys told me, the big attorneys, they said, we fought some of these cases and we're winning them, but the government never pays. So you can pay me 50 or 80,000 to go to court. Then you can pay me another 50 or 80,000 to fight it on collection. And they just never pay. They just keep you in court. They'll keep you coming back for depositions. And you're going to be running up your bill, but they don't care because they don't ever plan on paying you. And that's what they do. And so this is what they did to take over the nations. They, they committed identity theft and then eliminated the rulers that were supposed to be the rulers, and they took over. And so they've done this over the centuries. Um, and I didn't know that until I did the research for these books. Um, I didn't know there was a pandemic every 20 year in every century from 1300 forward, 13, 20, 14, 20, that's their, that's their timing. And so when they wanted to eliminate us, according to the Georgia Guidestones, it was 2014 because 14 is a big number for them. Uh, Osiris and 14. So if you divide 14, it is 7 billion people on the planet. Uh, you only have 500 million left. And so that was how they came up with the 500 million. Everything they do is in the numbers. Their power number is 19. That's why the guide stones are 19 feet tall. Their, their system, their plan has never, ever changed. And so when they used identity theft and became the rulers of the nations, they took over control of the nations and what's happened in America. These people have come in here and taken over absolutely everything and taxed us on absolutely everything. Let's dig into the Georgia guide stones yeah. a little bit. So. What's the significance of the Georgia Guidestones for them? They're the Satanic Ten Commandments. And um, by the time you get to the Order of Malta, because um, uh, Walter Cronkite, when he was at the World Federation Association meeting, was introduced. And he quoted 
off of the Georgia Guidestones. His, his, his phrasing and everything was straight off the Georgia Guidestones. And I thought, so is he order a Malta? Because that's what Ted Turner is. That's what Robert Clark Cook. It wasn't R.C. Christian. Robert Clark Cook, the founder of eugenics, the self in America, the um, the self uh, directed human evolution process. Uh, he's the R.C. Christian pseudonym name is Robert Clark Cook, who um, the information he developed was used by Mengele and Hitler. And he's honored with these Georgia Guidestones because of his plans. And a lot of people don't know, but, um, but Fauci that they're so upset with, Fauci was an intern with Mengele. Fauci was mentored by Mengele. And I don't know about Burks, but um, but Fauci was. But Burks was part of all of his HIV stuff and everything else, and very proud of it <laughs> when she introduced herself. But all of this is from the Georgia Guidestones. All of the wording is in the high level, right under Knights of Pythias, the Order of Malta. Now, what is the Order of Malta? It's a sovereign international law order. So what what was happening with Walter Cronkite, and his hair was very white, his glasses were still very brown, I believe, uh, and uh, and he and he was introduced and he just gave a short presentation. It's just two or three minutes, and he's describing the Georgia Guidestones wording, and then he says, and Pat Robertson wrote this book and said that the only time we will have one world united is when the Messiah returns, and everyone in the room laughs because they're all operating on the other kingdom structure, whether they know it or not. And then he says, uh, so I want you to know I'm I'm honored to sit here on the right hand side of Satan. And um, and he absolutely says it. And the whole structure is for those who believe in the only living Lord to be eliminated. And uh, it all goes back to the 14 parts of Osiris. That's what all the obelisks are about. The Georgia Guidestones was considered the grid um, of worship. Uh, for them, because their worship locations are in canyons or, or uh, caves all across America. Uh, you can go in and you see all these points of where the sun ends up. It's all sun worship. It's all Baal worship. It's all the other kingdom. And um, so that's how the guidestones were set up. And they had drill marks in them for the worship. And I happened to be there for a live interview. We had canceled like 10 times. And uh, so when we did the live interview, the host didn't even know, but it was the 39th anniversary. It was on 322 of 2019. And uh, we were out there for the live interview and people had flown in from Canada. Uh, people come in on buses. I've seen the buses come in. I've been there about five times. Don't really want to go again. And now they're down. But uh, the buses come in from Atlanta because it's described as the American Stonehenge is the name they had for them. They said it was the tallest granite monument in America, which is an absolute lie. Uh, the faith monument is granite and it's 81 feet tall with faith at the top pointing to heaven. And um, when people stand there at six foot tall, you can almost take three times them and you aren't even up to where the people are sitting on the faith monument. And so, um, but people don't know about the faith monument because it's called the monument to the forefathers, the national monument to the forefathers. And that's not what it is. They didn't want people to know, because if we would follow those four pillars and train up a child in the way they should go 
And that's what the pilgrims and Native American Indians, the Indian word that God had me look up in Hebrew means that they are people of a friend of Israel origin. And uh, they knew the truth and they set all of this up and paid for it. And it says it was paid by or given as uh, from a grateful people. It doesn't say it was the pilgrims, doesn't say what it's founded on. Um, but it is a powerful, powerful monument in a little cul-de-sac up in Plymouth, up above Plymouth Rock in a in a, just a hillside location with houses all around it. And uh, a lot of people didn't notice it. But when God sent me there to give a tour and the Guidestones had just gone down on 7-6 of 2022. So on 7-6... They were down, and that was the 76th birthday of George W. Bush. And um, they went down at 4.03.33 in the morning. Um, and so the video I received, um, I was able to take still shots. So I have one at 4.03.30, and then I couldn't get 31, but I got 32, and I got 33. And the look of the hint of the Georgia Guidestones was his old father took a karate chop to the top. And the hit was over the English Spanish corner. But the complete opposite corner is the one stone that fell. The other three stood and the hit was where the other three were. And the one on the far side went down and that was the China Russia one. And uh, within 12 hours, those were all taken down and removed. There was nothing left. It's like they didn't want anyone to do any further research on it or investigate it any further. And um, the 40333 stands for four is structure. So we obliterated their structure because all the obelisks are supposedly points of power operating off of this grid. And then, uh, and there's over 300 obelisks. So some have been hit by lightning since then. The one in, um, the one that's located in the Vatican section uh, was hit by lightning. And the headline and the papers was Rome is burning because it took so long for it to burn because there's so much underneath the ground to keep that structure so high above the ground. And so uh, but the one in the Philippines was hit the very next day, 7-7 of 22 and uh that one was the first thing you would see as you would be coming in across the ocean or flying in and you would come and you would see along the coastline you would see this huge obelisk and it was hit by lightning on 7-7 and now we're getting reports daily there are tens of thousands of people lining up on that coastline for baptism you're saying that there's georgia guidestones all over the world this georgia guidestone was the grid for all the obelisks around the world. Um, one of the big ones is the one they put up for George Washington in DC. And so what's been taken down and has been the, the obelisks that have been taken Georgia down? Georgia Guidestones. Right, but and you mentioned Philippines. The yeah, the one in the Philippines was hit, the one at the Vatican was hit, uh, and it burned for days. And, uh, and that's why the headlines said, Rome is burning. Uh, there are obelisks even in the National Cemetery where the soldier monument is in Gettysburg on top of the pillars um, of the gravestones. So if the headstone, at whatever height it is, and then the obelisk is on top of that, 
you know the story about Osiris mm-hmm. and how he was cut into 14 pieces? Right. Okay. So that 14th piece that his mother formed in order to supposedly um, procreate and have a baby, and that would be the next god, that is what the obelisk is fashioned after. Right. And so that's their, uh, it's just like uh, Ishtar, that in English is Easter, has nothing to do with ascension or resurrection. And um, so that that whole structure of fertility and that's their whole focus. Life to them, death to us is their whole that's that's their whole focus that's why those 14 pieces that's why 14 2014 they thought we would be gone but the reason why there's a pandemic every 20 year and the ultimate was 2020 they really thought it would be pretty much a genocide in 2020 and that's what you have been dealing with is trying to get the word out to the people they're trying to kill us all do you know what i mean they're, and that's their whole purpose. It's it's not what they're saying, it's what they're doing. And I think that's why you were so passionate about it, getting the word out and, and letting the people know what was happening. And and we can't get everyone on board to do it because it's, it's the same as happened to Noah. He didn't get anybody on board. And yet God still brought, uh, brought us back to have this amazing land. And when it happened with Esther, the whole culture was going to be gone the next day. And God turned that around. And yet several lives were lost because the people in the other kingdom that were the evil ones were taken out. And so then you come forward to the 40 years in the desert going into the promised land. They didn't go in either. Even Aaron didn't go in. And so um, when you look at that, people go, well, but at least I got out of Egypt. I said, a lot of people didn't, you don't understand. A lot of people didn't even leave Egypt because <laughs> they had a roof over their head. They had food each day. They could go ahead and procreate. They could do their life. And there's still people with that same thought process because a lot of people still don't realize we're enslaved by an evil of a kingdom that is the kingdom of death that is the other kingdom. I remember after speaking at an event and I was sitting in the cafe in the restaurant and as I'm sitting by the window and I, and I'm enjoying the view, but I, I just couldn't quit crying. And I said, God, I don't, I don't know how to make it simpler. I don't know how to make it so that people can understand that it's all about you. It's all about you. And he said, you have a salt and pepper shaker. And I said, yes. And he said, well, put the salt shaker in your right hand and the pepper in your left. I said, okay. So I'm sitting there and he said, so do you think you're the salt of the earth? And I said, well, I hope so. But I just read that scripture like that morning or the morning before about you better be of good flavor because I said, I hope I'm of good flavor. And I I was kind of joking around with him, but he was really serious. And he said, okay, then do you want to do what I want you to do? And I said, well, I am doing, I hope what you want me to do. And he said, and Do you want to be fully surrendered unto me and aligned with my will? And I said, yes, Father, I want to be aligned with your will every day. I thank you for aligning me with your will and introducing me to who you want me to bless and who you want me to speak to. And um, he said, well, then you're in my kingdom. And I said, great. And he said, everything else is not. I don't know how long I sat there. I, I it just it was so poignant, so profound in that moment that we're either with him or we're not. 
because it made all the sense in the world that all these people running around doing all of these things, thinking they're doing it in his name, but they're, they're doing these things on their own plan, in their own time, in their own way to people they think they're supposed to be with. And we're so combined with the world in the church. We're so combined with the world in the public schools. We're so combined with all of that, that they've done everything to depart us from the truth. And then anybody that speaks the truth, it's not just the wraparound smear. Anybody that speaks the truth, they've already rewritten the books, rewritten history, rewritten everything that they make the true speakers seem like liars. And so that's why the targeting, that's why the attacks, that's why, and people go, well, then you must've been doing something if that's what happened to you. And you couldn't have been saying the truth in the court, Sheila, or you would have won that court case with your corporation. And that's not how the world is. We've become so wrapped up in the world that our justice system is not what Father would have us doing with each other. Our church system is not what we should be doing with each other. It's, it's so profound to realize we have a choice, and it's that simple. Are we aligned and working tight with the Father? Or are we off doing our own thing, creating our own thing, and worried about what the world's going to do to us, worrying about the, what the world's going to do with our currency, worrying about what the world's going to do with the house prices, worrying about what the world's going to do with all of these things? That's, that's not even part of Father's plan. Absolutely. So where can people find your work? Hisbest.org or Barnes & Noble or Amazon, too. But hisbest.org, we have uh, a discount on the book series, and uh, it's available on the homepage or it's available in the store, too. So, uh, but however we can help people. And uh, we have the Kazarian information. If they want that, I'll give that to you to share. And also a repentance prayer outline. And people go, why don't you have all the words on the outline? And I say, because repentance is with the Father. And you got to be ready because <laughs> when you repent, because people said, oh, Sheila, I want that Yom Kippur prayer that we're supposed to pray once a year. <laughs> I said, no, repentance prayers are off more often than that. And the repentance prayer is just an outline because once you repent for one thing, then you're removing and free of one layer. And Father will gently, through the Holy Spirit, remind you of the next layer. And then you can repent for that. And the choice is yours to come back to a true relationship with the fathers so that you only hear his voice because we're in the days like he said if you don't know my voice it will sound like it's me but it will not be me and that's why i've been so passionate to get the truth out to people and get this information out to people because so many souls are at stake because they've been deceived yes they have we always close with a prayer and if it's okay i'll close with a prayer wonderful Father God, we want to thank you for this conversation today that we've had, just a very eye-opening experience to once again realize just how deep this deception goes and how important it is for us to keep our eyes on you and build that true and faithful relationship with you. In the midst of all this storm, we know truly that through you we can find our way forward and we can help through you build the map, identify who truly it is our enemy is, and continue to rise up and unite within the body of Christ. Just ask that you continue to guide us in these days. Bless Sheila and all that she does and continues to do. Continue to open the hearts of the many to put their eyes on Jesus and through Christ to you, Father. And in so doing, 
shake them from this matrix and darkness, the deception in which they live, to free them truly in their soul and their heart and their spirit to be not part of this world, but to be part of kingdom and to be standing on the grounds of kingdom for all their days. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you. Important time to doing the story of the captain of the Lord of hosts, which is when Joshua comes up to Jericho. And he says something very, very, very profound that's very important if people will embrace it. And Joshua says, as the captain is standing there with his sword drawn, are you for us or against us? And he says, no. In some other translations, it's neither. Meaning that I'm not, and it's what I call the pendulum of Lucifer. When you're going to play the the pendulum of Lucifer, you're going to be finding one side or another side. But for kingdom and for God, it is only God's way, which is only love and light. Mm -hmm. There is no darkness. Mm -hmm. There is no dark. The darkness to light is a metaphor for bringing all that Lucifer is doing into the light. But the game that we're being thrown into now, especially with this political back and forth, is, is Lucifer's pendulum. And we have to take a step back and step truly in kingdom. And when we do, that becomes sacred and holy ground in which you are truly protected. So I hope for you that that continues to be where you stand because you've done some amazing work and it's work that we want to see continue. Well, thank you. And that is what George Washington did on his knees every day and had divine protection. There's a powerful story and that would be, I think, the back of book two because I was already in a Augusta, Georgia by then. And um, I was given one of David Barton's books on the history of Washington. An American Indian chief, 15 years after the battle, he said, as an old man, I come to you and I'm weaker now. But sir, you need to know how much the, the true spirit has protected you. And what he told Washington was that in that battle 15 years before, he told all of his warriors, what we do is we take out all the leaders, because when you take out the leaders, the troops will, ch- will uh, scatter. And he said, sir, my gun has never failed me. And I know I shot you 17 times. And when we realized you were divinely protected, we stopped and went home. And that's what you just described. So it's such an honor to hear that, because that's, that's my desire is that I want to be a Joshua or a Caleb. I want to be the ones that that don't care about the giants. They just want the people to see what the potential is because we have not, I have not seen, nor hear heard, nor can our mind even begin to conceive the glory he has in store for us. I'm so honored to be with you. It's uh, been praying with you a lot, standing with you a lot, because when I hear your messages, it's just so powerful what you've been sharing with the people. I'm just, uh, I'm so honored that we finally connected because everybody said, you mean you guys haven't connected? You haven't, and it just, it just never happened. And, but I'm just, I'm deeply, deeply honored because I know the walk you're on. And I'm so honored that you will not waver or depart from it, no matter what they've done. And no matter how much they deplatform you or how much they change for you, you're standing. And I'm just so, so grateful. Well, thank you, Sheila. It's been an honor to have you here. We'll we'll have you back on. Let me know when that next book comes out because that'll be a good time to get you back on. Absolutely. I want to thank you for a great interview and I uh, hope you have a very blessed day. Stay in touch and uh, I'm anxious to see the books. That would be great. 
and then we'll I'll we'll make sure people get over and start taking a look at them. So it's really fantastic. All right, God bless. Wonderful. Okay. Uh, be blessed. Bye bye. Well, Patriots, that was, was Sheila Holm, and she is a wealth of information, as you can tell. She moves. This is how I describe Sheila, and I've had this happen now about three times in the last three weeks, and it's literally these are people that are touched by the Holy Spirit, and they have something to deliver, and you better buckle up because they're going to take you places, and you're going to move fast and that's a download that you need to take in. So some of you have already noted in chat that you're going to listen to this a second time. I've had to listen to it two times to get it all because it's a lot of information coming out. But she's got a great series of books, and you can find though at find those at hisbest.org, hisbest.org. So I'd encourage you to check that out. Another Just a great voice out here, and uh, someone I'm just very honored to have had on the show and Look forward to having her on once again. So, Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, This country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy 
the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 